welcome to another episode of the Haskin Cast Podcast. I am your host, Scott Haskin, bringing you CD number three from this fantastic multi-CD set, four CDs in all from Bernie Marsden, Big Boy Green and Blues. Really digging this stuff. And you know, as I've said many throughout this thing, I am not a general fan of blues music. It's just not something that's a go-to for me to listen to. Um, you know, just earlier today, I was recording um, a show that's going to be coming up later with a buddy of mine, and there's some blues stuff on it. And I said, you know, I, I realize that a lot of it is that the music is so repetitive. The pattern from song to song, it's like exactly the same. There's not a lot musically. It's about the story. And then when I hear what the story is, and it's that repetitive, we're going to say the same line three times in a row, and then finish it off with another line, go into that straight snare roll back into the chorus, and that's just a repetition of the title of the song or whatever. Uh, That's what I don't like about it. But I have to say, um, I am really digging these songs. What we've got here today is something a little bit different. There's 12 songs on disc number three. This is a continuation of disc number two. It is Big Boy Blue, The Sessions. These are alternative mixes and uh, outtakes from the sessions from the last CD that we listened to. So uh, I hope I'm going to be able to keep all this straight because there are uh, different keyboard players on here. And um, I can tell you for the first song, Wiggins Whale, it is Nigel that's on the keyboard on this one. So let's give it a spin. So this is interesting because there is no Wiggins Whale on CD number two, um, and there is nothing uh, on that CD credited to Wiggins, Marsden, and Reach, which Wiggins Whale is credited to. Uh, So I'm not sure what this is an alternative mix of because it's not on that CD. So very interesting there, Uh, but it's pretty cool. It's like two and a half minutes. It's pretty much a band backing that harmonica solo playing all the way through the song. Really passionate harmonica playing. I dig that. Not my favorite instrument. Uh, It's something I like to hear every once in a while, but definitely not something that um, I'm like, God, I really want to hear a harmonica jam today. So um, probably not a song for me, but it definitely has a good feel. Again, if I was at a performance and a band was playing this song, I would probably dig it. But would I put this on, um, you know, would I would I ever put this on other than just saying, hey, I want to listen to this album and see what it's all about again. It's been a while since I've heard it or something like that. Probably not just because this is a typical blues jam that isn't in my wheelhouse, but it's a great song. It's very well done. Uh, excellent harmonica playing on it. Solid backing band. Uh, if this is your style of music, you cannot go wrong with it at all. Our next track is Someday After, alternate mix. Uh, this written by Big Joe Turner. I'm guessing that's not Jolyn Turner from Rainbow, probably a different Joe Turner. And this one features one Mr. Don Airy on the organ. <laughs> ¶¶ 
This has got all the elements of what you would want for a classic blues like this. You've got a really soulful Hammond organ coming from Don Airy. God, the guy can do anything. Um, I remember when I interviewed Graham Bonnet and I asked him, you know, how, do, how does a guy like Don Airy fill in on a couple of gigs at the last minute for a very keyboard driven band like Uriah Heep? And, uh, and he said, because he's Don fucking Airy. I thought, well, there you go. I, I mean, the man can do everything. He's played with so many great people, so many amazing projects. A lot, you know, he was doing just sessions for a long time. He would just go in and do the session and then move on to the next session. Uh, he played with bands, but uh, he did a lot of session work. Whitesnake, Michael Schenker, Ozzy Osbourne, I mean, you name it. Now, of course, he's been with Deep Purple from time, played with uh, Richie and Roger in Rainbow on the Down to Earth album with Graham and Cozy Powell. Uh, really incredible musician, absolutely incredible. And uh, nice to hear him do something uh, kind of soulful because I'm mostly used to him doing rock and roll and some classical stuff. So this is pretty cool. Um, great vocal from Bernie on this one. Uh, some nice guitar work, nice brass on this one too. Um, bass and drums, very solid, exactly what you'd expect them to be. I don't think I could be a blues drummer. I mean, it's it's really hard for me to play that slow for that long without uh, without speeding up. It's just those those tempos are not for me as a drummer. Uh, but I, I deeply respect anybody who can do it. And the drums are great on these albums. Um, so that is Someday After. Again, uh, this is listed as an alternative mix to what? I'm not sure, uh, unless it's to, uh, you know, the actual mix that just never made it onto the album because this track is not on the album. Uh, next up, we have Dream On. This is a session outtake written by, I, I really hope I'm pronouncing this right. I feel like I'm butchering it horribly. Uh, Geraint Watkins. And the note from Bernie is, uh, that's what I call him. He plays on Pick It Up and he sings and plays my old Wurlitzer piano on Dream On. So that was on a song, uh, on a tape that, uh, that he gave Bernie to listen to. So we're going to check that out now. And now we know who the singer is. Yeah, it's really not all that different from the version that made the album from from what I remember. And of course, you know, I've heard the song once. I'm not an expert on it by any means, but it seems to hold the same tempo, same passion. Um, obviously, there there must be something different in the in the performance that had them uh, redo it for the album. But uh, yeah, uh, this one holds up for me. I think it's a pretty cool song. Uh, not a very long one at two minutes and 38 seconds. But, uh, you know, sometimes just a good quick in and out song. Great for radio play, for sure. Uh, but yeah, a, a cool tune. Our next one is a session outtake of that good old song, Working for the CSA. And this one features Nigel on the keyboard. Go from here. <laughs> 
Here's the thing. When that's your outtake version, <laughs> you know you're doing really well because that is just a fantastic track. Um, very good performance on this one. Uh, I, I don't know what it would have been that they would have said, hey, that's not good enough. We need to redo it because I think it's great. But again, not a blues expert. So take that as you will. Um, I will say it sounds like there's a muted guitar following the bass very, very tightly. Um, but I can just pick up a little bit of that mute um, in, in there. Uh, I could be wrong. It might be a, a bass effect, but I don't think so. I, I think that's a muted guitar playing uh, a, a separate track. But uh, it sounds really cool. Excellent vocal performance. Um, just as passionate as the final that made it to the album. Um, really cool track. So uh, I would say thumbs up for this one. And uh, man, I, I wish I could have been in the room when somebody said that wasn't good enough, because honestly, I think that's a fantastic take. Um, uh, what do I know? I'm not a producer. So that brings us to song number five. This is called I'm Tore Down. Um, this is, a, again, a listed uh, not as an alternative track, just as a track. Uh, could have been one that was finished since it doesn't have any uh, connotation after it. And maybe just didn't didn't make the album for whatever reason. You know, you can only put so many songs on an album or, you know, sometimes there's a song that's good, but it just doesn't flow with the rest of the song. So maybe you release that as a single or as a B-side to something else. Uh, lots of options. But this one is written by uh, Freddie King and Sonny, Sonny Thompson. And it goes a little something like this. <laughs> Great, passionate vocal. Um, hard to tell why this didn't make the album because it certainly fits in. But again, you know, there's only so many songs you want to put on there. Record companies sometimes want to hold a song back to do as a single or a B-side. So there's all kinds that might not have been on the album. But I have to say, it is a pretty cool song. Uh, great music. I really like the music on this one because it's a variation of the typical blues pattern for me. Um, I'm not used to hearing it stay up uh, an extra uh, measure before it drops down. So I thought that was kind of a nice twist on things. So uh, definitely has a unique flavor, which is nice. And uh, some great brass on here too. 
really dig that. Uh, our next song uh, on the list is called Pick It Up. We've got a couple versions of this that we're going to get into. Uh, this does see the return of, and again, I hope I'm saying this right, uh, Geraint Watkins. Uh, it says that he plays on uh, Pick It Up, and uh, we're gonna, we got two versions, so I'm, I'm going to guess that he's on both versions of these. Uh, again, this is written uh, by Bernie Marston. The first version that we're going to get into is the uh, acoustic demo. So let's give that a whirl. Being an expert in this kind of music, I'd be very curious to know how often the beat feels off like that. It's really interesting placement, and uh, I like it. It's a nice change of pace from everything that I've heard so far, uh, really from anything I can think of um, over the history of, of listening to blues music. I can't think of anything that has the beat in this position. So I really like that. I think it's a great vocal. Uh, I really like the sound of the guitar. It, it was captured so beautifully, just pristine and crystal clear. So I'm going to be curious to hear the session outtake, which we're going to get into next. Um, looking back, this one again was not on uh, CD number two. So this is another one that did not quite make the cut. But, you know, uh, for me to say it's a good song and it's a blues song, that says a lot right there. So let's check out actual uh, session outtake. Again, this one has no Dobro's Dobro slide guitar on it. give me a baseline like that. I will follow it anywhere it goes. Killer, killer cut. I like this much better than the acoustic version that we heard before. Uh, this one's a short version though. They only give us a minute and 46 before it fades out into nothing. And I uh, would like to have heard the rest of where this went because it's a pretty cool track. Um, nice drums too. I, I really like the ghost notes on the snare. It's got a good groove to it. And, uh, it's, it's uh, a little mysterious, a little dark. I like it's, uh, the intriguing feel of it overall, really cool track. So, uh, you know, it's kind of a bummer that that one didn't make the album because I think, uh, I think it's got a lot to say next up. We have do it if you want to, 
and I do not have a keyboard player listed for this one. So we're going to see how the song goes. This is the one I believe I said yesterday reminded me of uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. This song, um, this is an alternative mix. So it's basically the the same song, just with a different mix. And I can I can see why they changed it. Um, this is not bad. If they had put this on the album, I think it would have been okay. But the version that they did put on the album had a much better mix for the vocals. They cut through a little bit better. Um, the sound was a little bit bigger than it, it is on here. So uh, I have to say, yeah, it was, it was a wise move to to do a, an alternative mix from this version right here. Uh, overall song, song sounds good. Got, you know, the same great energy in it, but it's nice to hear uh, some of the instruments uh, coming up front a little bit more. Sounded pretty good. So um, yeah, I like it. And that brings us to track number nine. This is place in my heart. And what we're about to experience is an alternative vocal mix version. So let's hear how that sounds. And this is the return of Josh on the keyboard, I believe. That's not even uh, an alternative vocal mix. That's a whole different singer. As I recall, we had a female voice on the actual album version. This is nice, though. I like this. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting. The voice sounds very much like Paul Rogers. Uh, I was just talking on the podcast I was recording this morning with my friend, and I said uh, we were talking about The Firm and uh, what a great album The Firm's first album was. And I, I never got into the second album. I heard it once, kind of dismissed it right off the bat because I didn't really think it held up to the first album. And, you know, uh, youth, blame my youth because I'm going to go back and check it out again. But um, I just really never gave it another shot, which is completely wrong of me as a fan of music, as a fan of the band, because I loved the first album. That album is a staple in my collection. So uh, it's interesting, though. He sounds very much like Paul Rogers on this one. 
uh, I like the sound of it. I think it's uh, it's just as good as the one that's on the album. Different singer, but it has that same feel, that same patience that, you know, you're slowly lulling me along with the song. And I really dig that. So uh, pretty cool. Now I'm going to skip ahead a couple of tracks. So that was track nine on CD number three. I'm going to skip ahead to track 12. And the reason that I'm doing that is because track 12 is the unreleased instrumental mix of this same song. Then I'll go back and do the other two songs. So let's check out a bit of that. This is just beautiful. I mean, the the patience of the bass and the drums, the balance of the brass and the strings and keyboard, uh, it's, it's just a, such a beautiful blend. You know, as an instrumental, I can really appreciate uh, what this sounds like. I think it's great. Um, you know, blues, a lot of times there's, there's a lot of instrumentals, like long instrumental sections, whether it's to cover solos or just put in like little bursts of uh, feeling in the middle of the backing band. But uh, in this case, I have to say this works very well as an instrumental. It's very patient. Um, if it were to have been recorded specifically as an instrumental with no uh, vocals whatsoever, I would have probably expected like some more soloing throughout it, even if it was just little little pop-ups here and there of a burst of guitar, burst of saxophone, something like that. But uh, I think it's got a really nice feel to it. I, I really like that. And... Um, yeah, so now we're going to go back a bit to uh, track 10, which is Funny People. So this is the alternate harmonica mix version, and definitely the harmonica uh, is more upfront than the final album version. 
Sometimes the, they'll ask the engineers to do alternate mix so that they can really focus on a certain instrument, make sure that they're happy with everything in it. Um, if the song is just mixed as you would hear it on the album, sometimes that instrument blends in with other instruments or gets buried uh, behind other instruments, and you can't necessarily focus on what it's doing. So they'll say, hey, can you give me a, a mix with the harmonica out in front so I can go through it and make sure that I'm happy with everything before we, you know, we do the final mix on this? And uh, the engineers, of course will provide that because why wouldn't they? But uh, yeah, it's interesting to hear. I think there's some really good harmonica playing on it. It's um, It definitely changes the feel of it though, because I think it, it's a little more even in front than the vocals are, which is uh, kind of distracting for the vocals. But again, this the intent of this was not to release it. It was you know, just, just probably for demo purposes or, or that, because obviously they didn't, um, they didn't release it as it was. So uh, really cool to hear it, though, and, and to be able to appreciate the performance because the performance is definitely there. It, it's really cool, and I like it. Uh, that brings us to our final track, even though, again, we're out of order. This is tw track 12 out of 13 because we already covered 13. This is the unreleased version of If You'll Be My Baby. Interesting. Um, I don't know what it is exactly about the horns, but they just don't pop or feel the same as they do in the uh, the released version. There's just something missing from them. Like the performance is there, but there's something in the sound quality, either the way it was recorded or the way it's uh, maybe lacking a, a, a reverb or an EQ or something. But it's just it's just not there. It has a completely different feel for me. Than, uh, than the album version. Now, the album version actually came out on the first disc. It was track three. And I went back and listened to it because I wanted to refresh my memory. It's been a couple of days since I've heard it. I've heard a lot of songs for the first time in between. Um, but yeah, it just, it doesn't have the same warmth or warmth of the same uh, pop. So uh, definitely like the actual release version off of the first CD better. But this is good. I mean, the, the rest of the music is still there. The performance of the horns is there. I don't want to blame the players, but there's just something maybe a little too dry about it. I don't know. It's just not um, not connecting with me the way that the uh, released version did. So that being said, that brings us to the end of this CD and therefore the end of this episode. We will be back for uh, the last CD tomorrow, CD number four. Really looking forward to seeing what, uh, what little treasures are on that one. Because I have to say, you know, for somebody who doesn't like blues, three CDs into a CD box set of blues music, I'm really enjoying this. You know, um, it's not surprising that I'm not just loving every single song because it's not my genre. 
but man, if I like it this much, somebody who loves the blues should just be drooling all over themselves over this music because that uh, my statement for me making that uh, says a lot. So I hope you guys have a fantastic day. We'll be back tomorrow and hope you enjoy. Uh, do something fun. Go do something for yourself. Cheers. Cheers.